When I was playing football in college, during the off-season, we were required to get up very early in the morning to trek across the river to the athletic facility for our workouts. We'd often be up before 5 a.m. to get to the locker room in time to be ready for the first whistle. Needless to say, this was not the typical college student's schedule. More than a few of us had stories of passing roommates or friends who were on their way in from a night of activity while we were on our way out. And even though I am a morning person by nature, I found this schedule extreme. So I found that when the alarm went off and I wanted nothing more than to throw it across the room, I needed something else to make me get up and go. Some extra motivation. So I, I used a mantra that would break through my sleepy haze and get me moving, and it went a little something like this. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So get moving, you lazy love. <laughs> I added that last part in myself. <laughs> this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I still use this mantra every morning, and it remains effective at getting me going because of where it grounds me. It focuses me on the present. This is the day. Don't worry about the past or the future, but focus on today. And it focuses me on today as something that is given, that the Lord has made. In such a way that it grounds me, grounds the whole day in, in gratitude. A profound gratitude. It is a reminder that our very existence is a gift. To have woken up at all is reason to give thanks. For as many of us know all too well, while life is given, it is not guaranteed. Such an acknowledgement means that you begin the day aware that the one who brought all things into being also brought you into being and has given you one more day to be, to exist, to enjoy. Can you believe that? This level of gratitude should be motivation enough to get out of bed. And once out the door, it casts everything in a benevolent light. To have received such a gift, the gift of existence, is all the reason we need to rejoice and be glad. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. The alternative way to start our day, which does not acknowledge God as its source and our source, is what it means to be a stiff-necked person. We see that phrase appear in our passage from Exodus this morning as God's anger flares over the whole golden calf debacle. And it's a phrase that appears repeatedly in the Old Testament, always as a source of problems for the people of Israel. It's a strange epithet, but apt. To be stiff-necked describes a people who can look neither up in admiration of the holy or down in thanksgiving. 
and with no ability to nod to the source from which we draw our breath, nor gaze up in admiration at the glories and the wonders of the world, we are focused only on what is right in front of us. We are disconnected from God. Which means that we are, as St. Paul warns us in the letter to the Romans, liable to worship the creature, the created order, rather than the creator who stands behind it. Hence the idolatry of the golden calf and many other examples through history. Now, I won't pretend these deep philosophical musings were running through my head at 4.30 a.m. on a sub-zero February morning in Cambridge, Massachusetts, but the verse did its job. It got me out of bed, got me going. It loosened up my neck just enough for me to be able to give thanks for the day that was before me, and that was motivation enough to get up and go. And it has remained a touchstone verse for me as those early morning workouts turned into early morning feedings, turned into early morning meetings. Even in the grumpiest of mornings, this verse cuts through it all with the light of gratitude and joy and gets the day started in the right way. So, over the summer, as our staff was brainstorming, what might be the right Bible verse to serve as our parish theme this year? One we hoped would capture the sense of excitement and spiritual vitality that pervades this community as it embarks upon this new program year and the next chapter in its story history. Someone suggested the 24th verse of the 118th Psalm, this is the day that the Lord has made, let us rejoice and be glad in it. And I was thrilled and wished I had thought of it. <laughs> Because I knew intimately the power of this verse to inspire and motivate and orient an individual mind and heart. And now we hope it will do the same for our entire community. For branding purposes, we shorten the verse to, this is the day. And you will see and hear us using it not only in worship, but in many aspects of the parish's life as we move through the year. As we continue the long, hard process of regathering and reconnecting, we hope that the enthusiasm of this verse will cut through any lingering lassitude we may be experiencing with conviction, with energy, with excitement. This is the day I'm going to church. We've also planned our adult formation offerings around this theme. For example, since this verse is drawn out of the book of Psalms, we'll begin on September 25th at 9.15 a.m. with four weeks of looking at that magnificent songbook, where it came from, what it says, and even how to sing them. We hope you will join us as we delve more deeply into some of the most powerful and personal poetry ever written. Later in the fall, we will use the urgency of this verse, this is the day, and the gratitude it evokes in us for the gift of our life. To tackle the hard work of planning for the end of that life. We will talk about how to prepare spiritually, liturgically, medically, financially, legally for death. As hard as these conversations are, this will be the day to address all of it. And in Advent, we will focus on the part, this is the day that the Lord has made, and look at the role of art 
and creativity as emblematic of God, the divine maker, the original artist. We'll talk music and poetry and visual art and how such creative pursuits connect us to that spirit of creation that comes to bear so fully in that season of incarnation. And that's all just in the next few months. We'll have more in the winter and the spring, and we'll talk about that when we get there. We will also be using This Is The Day to talk about how we volunteer and participate in the life of the church. For the work of the church is only ever the sum of all our efforts and engagement. Things like the ministry fair next week will, we hope, replenish our depleted volunteer corps as we all pledge that this is the day I show up or step in or help out. Speaking of pledging, this is the day will also serve as the theme of our financial stewardship drive this fall, as in, this is the day I make my pledge. More to come on that in a few weeks, don't worry. And despite having a building renovation that is grinding on, rather than frustration, I hope this verse will help us approach the completion of this project with a spirit of gratitude and joy. For we have been given an opportunity, as a part of the long history of this parish, to complete and enjoy a new facility that will impact this church for generations and transform this historic neighborhood. What a gift. What a gift. And I promise you this. At some point, don't ask me exactly when, we will be able to say with full conviction, this is the day the building is finished. And long before that, I expect, nay, I promise, this is the day we use an indoor toilet. <laughs> Friends, this is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made this day, today. Can there be any greater gift? Can there be any better reason to get out of bed in the morning? Could there be any better reason to rejoice and give thanks. That's true for each of us in our individual hearts and lives, and it is true for us as a church community. We will have much to rejoice over this coming year, of that I am certain, but the first and foremost thing that we have to be glad about is that we get to be here at all. That we get to breathe this air, and swim in these seas, and sing these songs, and walk these roads, and love these people. What a gift. There is nothing in the world more precious than to be. <coughs> in my first video message to you as your priest in charge, I talked about how I hoped our life together here at Christ in St. Luke's would, would take up Jesus' commandment to love one another as he loved us through acts of humility and service. That remains true and fundamental. But I want to add to it. I hope that the work we do together will be grounded in a spirit of gratitude and joy. Because if we start this day, this, this year, this next chapter from there, it will not just dictate where we end up, it will dictate the way in which we get there. So as we embark upon this new program year together, I invite you to get up, loosen your neck, 
And join us however and whenever you can, because here at Christ and St. Luke's, this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Amen.